Today is February 4th, 2024. And Bitcoin block height is 828.913. This is Jedi Fam episode 12, starting in three, two, one. Hello, Jedi Fam. Welcome back. Hello. <laughs> I want to do the, the intro today. It took us three times to do it because I was saying the month in a weird way. But here we are. Really excited to talk about. I feel like there doesn't need to be an extra R in February. I know it's weird. February. That's what I, that's what I was saying. A weird. I was like February. You know when you say a word like ten word, times. Word word right? No 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 no. That, I said that fine. Uh, when you say a word ten times, it automatically sounds weird. Yeah, I regardless. agree. Anyway, we went through that, and we're here. We're good. Yeah, we're good. Thanks for being here. So we're talking about food. Yes. Today in February, food in February. <laughs> It's we're done. a little it's crazy done. today. Like, <laughs> Speak for yourself. Don't bring <laughs> me into that. We were crazy before in the kitchen. We were laughing like morons and Willow Bear was just bouncing around by herself. I was laughing like a normal person. Okay. Moron, but, uh, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Willow is currently, today, I thought it was interesting, she's officially 12 weeks old and it is the 12th podcast wow. that we're doing for Jedi Fam. So 12, good number. Yep. Great number. Backwards. Mm-hmm. So today we're going to talk about food. And we're going to aim for 45 minutes and cap it at an hour, hard cap at an hour. So we're going to keep these a little bit shorter. It'll be an exercise for us to be a little bit more concise with our word economy, focus on the important stuff. And I think food, food confuses the shit out of people. Mm-hmm. Or maybe I should say people are very confused when it comes to food. Yeah. And my truth is that food is incredibly simple in a weird alien human world we've designed it doesn't mean that eating healthy is necessarily easy mm-hmm. but it is simple so yeah. i think the goal today is like a practical applicable discussion about food less about diving into like you know detailed corners of the food world more about focusing the conversation on the most important things about food why are we talking about food i think food is the foundation for health mm-hmm I think there's an old Greek saying that all disease begins in the gut and yeah. food is the best medicine. Mm-hmm. And I think we underappreciate how much food impacts our health. And I think sometimes people view food as like this side thought where it's like, I need energy, so I need to eat food. Mm-hmm. But food is so much more than energy. And so I also, yeah. can I just like preface a few things before? See? We dive into the food topic because we both know a lot about this and uh, I've had a very interesting food journey with my past, just being plant-based, vegan, fitness oriented, blah, blah, blah. The list goes on. I've tried everything. I feel like I have anyways. Um, But you can eat all the right foods. You can have, you can do everything we're going to be talking about today. And if you still don't take care of your body, your emotional body, you're missing out on something. You can eat all the right foods. If you're not taking care of your mental health, you're missing out on something. You still won't have proper healthy gut health. So there's a lot of, hello, Willow. Um, there's a lot of um, things that it's a, it's a holistic, you know, yeah, concept. So today we're just focusing on food, but I just want you to, as a listener, to remember to know and to understand very deeply that you can have, do, eat all the right shit. If you don't take care of your system at a holistic level, it won't change much. So just keep that in mind. Yeah. And we can talk about those things later on. And if you want more, you know, support with that personally, you can 
contact me on Instagram. I'm happy to help you. But just to keep that in mind. So today we're just going to focus on food. And I just wanted to drop that in there. Yeah. I think that's important because food is one element of my favorite framework is the six pillars. Mm -hmm. And all pillars are interdependent and none can be improved meaningfully in isolation from the others. Mm-hmm. And if you look at health as like a six prong game, it's good to focus on the weakest prong of your game. What are the pillars of health for you? Sleep, movement, food, mindfulness or mental health, community, and money. Love it. So, it, you know, like you said, if you're doing like A plus on food and F minus on everything else, it's not going to be a good time. Mm-mm. So everything has to be, I mean, the pillars are good and they're also can be bad because they're, the pillars are not, they're there as a conceptual framework to understand what is baked into the word health, but they're not there to say you can just focus on one and ignore the others. Right. But I think at any given time, if we're honest with ourselves and reflecting, it's like, we can probably say with confidence, like, this is the worst part of my game right now, my health game. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to focus on that until I get that up to a level where it's up to par on the others. And then there might be a different weak link that you want to focus on or different desire that you want to um, approach with another pillar. But uh, yeah, food. Mm-hmm. So do you want to kick it off? Do you want me to? You can start guiding it and we'll I'll just kind of chime in. I think if someone said, first of all, this is coming from the perspective of health, mm-hmm. not ideology. So this is like, mm-hmm. we want to talk about food from the perspective of human eaters who want to eat the right things in order to optimize our biology. Right. It has Simple. nothing to do with like, I care about saving the planet or all these things that people get, I think, distracted from. Yeah. Which I have no opinion on those things. Mm-hmm. All I know is that eating the right things, in my opinion is good for everyone is good for ourselves, our communities, our environment. And I think we often apply, I guess one thing to lead off with is we all, people often apply the word food to things that are not food. (laughs) It's true. You know, when you go to a grocery store, probably 75% of what's in there is not actually food. Mm-hmm. yet it all gets lumped in as food, right? But I, mm-hmm. I bet you most people, what they put on the little conveyor belt at the cash, they would say, yeah, this is all food. Can you just turn it down just a little bit yep. on my end? Yeah. Is that better? Yeah. Um, they would think it's all food, but most of it is just some sort of food-like product. Yeah, it's scary. Yeah. It's actually interesting you talk about grocery stores because yesterday when I went to Metro to get like minor things for us, Celtics were making taco bowls. Um. I haven't really like, you know, we go to the little corner store next to our place, which is not really like a grocery store. It's like a little European place, but going into like a big grocery store for the first time in a long time. Cause we don't, we order our food. Like we we have the luxury of that where it's like a, it's Lufa farms. It's a local, you know, uh, online grocery store. So they don't actually have any physical stores, which is really cool. And they deliver to our door, which is amazing. And it's super, it's high quality. It's high it's quality. Extremely convenient. It's and very, it, and they only sell things that are seasonal and local. That's all they sell. They don't yeah. import things from anywhere. Like everything is seasonal and local, which I freaking love. And we're going to talk more about that. In and a the bit. interesting part is because they don't have to have some giant retail store, mm-hmm. their prices are actually 
cheaper very than legit. the grocery stores yeah. and they deliver it to you. Yeah. Which is insane. It's a good deal. Yeah. It's a great deal. Um, I think it's easy to like think it's not worth doing because it's like a delivery. Uh, it's a luxury. It's online. It must be more expensive. But when you look at the actual numbers, it's actually way more, better, um, better and cheaper. Yeah, totally. So I went into Metro and I'm walking in, which is like a big, you know, grocery store and I'm, I'm walking to get like basic stuff and I can't believe how fucking big it is, first of all. And I'm looking at all these foods that are like imported of, from everywhere. And it's the first time that I actually have this experience in a grocery store because I usually love grocery shopping. And I'm looking at all these foods and I'm like seeing these, they're like perfectly placed. They're like shiny. They're like, it, it just felt like this weird, like fantasy world almost like I was like literally walking around like what the fuck is this place like this simulation. is weird it's a weird simulation that like we're just kind of normalizing because it's what we grew up with it's what we were told was normal and I'm walking around there like there's so most of this food we shouldn't be having access to and we do and it just felt weird it felt really weird to be honest and it really put things into Ah, to be honest, <laughs> I'm catching her when she says to be honest. I always now. say to be honest <laughs> and it's a weird phrase that I'm trying to just bring more awareness to. So Nick always kind of like points it out. Uh, yeah. Anyways, it was a, it was a weird experience that I just kind of, even like looking at the, um, as I was checking out, there was like a little section that is like for, you know, health and whatever. It's a new thing that they're like including now. And they have, uh, tubs of bone broth. It's literally called bone broth uh, like, I guess powder. And I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, this is so weird. And I, I'm reading on it. It was like, you know, they found a way to, to, I guess, make bone broth and then to make it into this powdered form, but it's definitely not the same way as if you were to just make your own bone broth. And I just felt so weird. I'm like, have we really lost such touch with ourselves and our roots and, and our food and our nourishment that we have to like, make things so fast and quick, easy, accessible, like right away, uh, without even thinking about if it makes a difference. Like we literally are programmed now to think that if bone broth on top of anything else, but like, Oh, if it says bone broth then it's bone broth then it has the same thing. And it's like, no, the way that you cook something, the way that you make it really matters in terms of the nutrients and the, everything that you're receiving from that thing. So, if it's made in a factory, it's not the same as you making it same. in your home. It's not the same. It's not the same. It's not the same. Yeah. So I think with food, you know, someone was like, in one sentence, can you help me understand what I need to eat to be healthy? Mm -hmm. It would be eat real food that is nutrient dense, local, and seasonal. It's literally that simple. Now, the real food part, there's a lot of, you know, that's what I think we should dive into because it's all well and good to know that. But then it's like, well, well, what's the alternative to real food? Like, what do you mean real food? Can I put it in my mouth and not be poisoned? Is that food? It's like, well, no. Let's dive into what, how we define real food. And also, I think we should get clear on what nutrient-dense food is. Because I, yeah. I don't think people know what that is. Yeah, and we're not going to talk about nutrition. Because I think nutrition has been this, like, marketing science corruption of food which is simple mm -hmm. and all we need to know as humans yeah. and then we got corrupted with this ideology of nutrition where it's all about the nutrients yeah mm -hmm. yep okay deuces our uh, home alarm saying <laughs> hi to another dog um we get caught up in what nutrients are in it how many calories are in it oh i fucking hate the calorie game all of these i mean a calorie is just a unit of energy but it's not food is not just energy it's it's 
way more importantly, it's information, right? Yeah, yes, oh yeah. there is an energy component to food. Yeah. But the information contained in the food is what determines what our bodies do with the energy mm-hmm. and what our bodies are able to do in terms of healing and functioning and all these things. Yeah. And I think food that is made in a factory confuses the shit out of our body, right? Totally. Like, for example. I think it, I think that's it's meant to in some weird way. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if there's some like evil genius pulling the strings, think like really thinking this through super deeply. Maybe there well, is. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. I but think I, it is very confusing to the body. And I like, think people are just making companies are just making food as cheaply and as addictively as possible. And the end result is that people just end up getting insanely sick and overweight and right. diseased from mm-hmm. eating shit, eating toxic garbage made in factories that in no way resembles food and yet is acknowledged widely as cheap food that is affordable and easy to prepare. Yeah. And it's, it's whack. Yeah. So, you know, you want to talk about health insurance, people talk about healthcare and health insurance. It's like, the best healthcare is eating real food because then at least your body has a chance to function optimally. Okay. So describe what is real food versus fake food. Just a exa- couple examples. Real food made by nature. Okay. Fake so food. So fake food, Mars bars. Made in a factory. And. I've never seen a Mars bar grow out of a field. Exactly. Got it. So that's a easy one. It's like if it wasn't Literally around a hundred years ago or nature doesn't grow it, it's not. It's fake. It's not real food. And I will put the asterisk there to say it's not, it's, it's like I eat things that aren't real, quote unquote, real food, uh-huh. but I only do so after I've already eaten real food. So I have the nutrients. It's the 20% rule. And I do it yeah. mindfully where yeah. I'm not like ODing on this, you know, garbage and I'm more careful with <laughs> the quality of the non-food that I eat. Yeah. Um, so yeah, real food grown by nature. And the unfortunate part is that you know, avocados aren't paying Metro to put them in exact eyeline and make them, making them look appealing, right? Avocados mm-hmm. don't have a marketing budget. Yeah. So we don't really learn much well, about the benefit of avocados. I mean, maybe avocados are yeah, a bad avocados example. Yeah, avocados are a bad example. Let's, let's say pears. Yeah. You know, there's no pear association that's saying all the benefits of pears, but there is all these companies advertising quick dinners that are filled with nutrients and vitamins and all these things and yet in no way resemble food. They just like extracted individual parts of food and then claim it's better for you than real food and it's whack. That's what we have to be very mindful and careful about is even like when it comes to supplements um, or let's say you you have this meal that it says it has all these vitamins and nutrients and minerals in it that are added, you know, but they're good for you because there's added zinc and there's added vitamin D. We see that often. Uh, there's added this, there's added that, and it must be good because it has the vitamins and it has the minerals. But we have to think also about where did that thing come from and how is it going to be digested in our bodies? Because most of the time these things are added in, but they're not bioavailable. Like our bodies are actually unable to process it and digest it as this vitamin that it's supposed to be. It like, like you said earlier, it like literally confuses our body as to what it is because the way it's made is not the way that it's supposed to be. And our, and we just assume like, our, and it makes sense. Like I remember thinking about this way when I was, you know, in the fitness industry, I would look at something and it has like all these amazing things and the protein, oh, it's 20 grams of protein. Amazing. And it has this and it has that great. So like, I'm just going to like put it in my mouth and it's going to give me the thing that it says on the box. Right? No, not the case. And I think that's why coming back to like roots and simplicity of like where food comes from, we avoid a lot of those stressors and, and we, uh, we 
support our bodies to not be so stressed out with all this confusing information that is coming from weird places and, and, and factories. And it's, yeah, it's, it's really confusing, truly. And I think our bodies know, like, what is this thing that I'm ingesting right now? And what is it creating? And it, it does cause some level of inflammation and stress to the system because it doesn't know what it is. Right. And then your body's spending a lot of energy trying to figure out what does it do? What am I supposed to use this for? Where am I going to put it? And there's kind of like this weird traffic jam that can start happening energetically inside your body. Um, that can definitely happen in your gut too. Like your gut will literally cause a, a weird traffic jam or a car accident, so to speak, inside your system because you're ingesting things that are quote unquote supposed to be good for you, but it's very confusing. Yeah. The stuff that grows from nature is good for you. Yeah. The stuff that comes in a cardboard box is probably not good for you. Yeah. And so I also want to just add in like the the part about why it's so important to eat seasonally and to eat locally is that you can go to the grocery store and you know it's middle of the winter where you are and then you want pineapple okay you have to think about where this pineapple came from this pineapple came from costa rica mexico wherever else pineapples grow how do you think they brought the pineapple over here and most of the time we have to understand, I remember my friend Derek was telling me about this, that like the levels of radiation these things go through just to be in our grocery stores and to make it on time basically is absolutely absurd. You end up getting um, a food that has literally nothing left good in it and you're just eating water and, and it's not even good water. There's literally nothing, you know, nutrient dense in there anymore and you're just inhaling nothing. And it's really crazy because I remember even... It is delicious I, though. It is. Still going to eat me some radiated naked pineapple. I mean, if you want that, that's cool. You but, can do... But that's not my source of nutrients. Right, exactly. That's the key, right? Also, if you want to go down the rabbit hole of sugar, that's a whole other thing and glucose spikes and whatnot, but we're not going to go there. Um, but it's just the idea that... Yeah, I remember when I was younger and I was doing a liver detox in the middle of the winter, which is not the time to do it, by the way. Um, and it was requiring like pataya and all these different fruits that are like you know uh tropical and I was trying to get them and I found a way to get them and I could feel I was like this feels wrong like I shouldn't be yeah. eating this stuff this at this point in time in middle winter this feel and it's really hard to find and there was a reason why you know like if it's hard to find there's a reason there's a reason why um yeah and that just got me thinking about you know I should probably eat things that are local and that's when Derek was kind of like guiding me through that because uh, my gut health was totally off a couple of years ago after being plant-based for four years and uh, which is so crazy to even think about. Now we but eat yeah. meat every day. We eat meat every single day. Because meat is the most complete highest nutrient dense substance that humans can eat if it's good quality meat. Yeah I like to think that like if. be a qualitarian. Okay. Be a qualitarian. I love that. A nutritarian. Yeah, a nutritarian. Be a qualitarian. <laughs> it all matters about quality. It's yep. all about quality. Do not go and get shit meat in the grocery store that is not organic, that is not grass fed, because again, like you are literally eating. Because yeah. whining. You are eating what the cow, what the animal was eating. Another thing that really matters is that, like, unfortunately, like we are not for um manufacturers or industries that 
try to make things faster or harder or like, you know, like even chicken, like we like to get a free range organic chicken that we're healthy and we're running outside kind of thing. And we don't eat it every day. And the idea of even supporting industries that are force feeding animals in any capacity is not how we want to live at all because that is extremely harmful not only to us to the animal but also the environment because they're just feeding them soy they're feeding them grains they're feeding them all these all this crap to make them thicker bigger all the things and then their poop and their gas actually is very harmful to the environment because Mm. it's full of crap i don't know if cow poops are ever harmful to the environment if if they're fed the wrong shit, I think it is. And Dave Asprey had a whole thing explaining what happens. I don't care what Dave Asprey says. I know you don't, but I do. <laughs> and Asprey. and I really, I really oh, went boy. down, I really went down the rabbit hole I, of Dave I, Asprey when I was a biohacker. Like, I'm gonna reel us back in a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, okay. <laughs> but anyways, so yeah, and I really I love the way that we've chosen to go about our meat, which we found uh, a farm that does really great um grass fed, grass finished uh, how do you call it? Like, um, like the way that they handle their cows basically is like, there's a word for it. I can't think about it right now. Yeah. It's just good. It's, they do it right. Yeah. They treat their animals well. They, you know, the, the health of the food cannot be separated from the health of the food chain, which includes the conditions that the animals are in, how they're treated, how they're harvested, Mm -hmm. you know? And, and I think, it's kind of an intangible and the commoditization of food where you go into the supermarket and there's a million packs of meat. Oh God. There's not really any effort or understanding of like, where did the meat come from? How did those animals live? How were they harvested? Where Mm -hmm. did the meat come from? Right. So, and this is what we have to think about too. Like a, a good little cheat code that you can use for yourself is if you look at and we're going to talk about price after because I think people are confused with that too. So if you look at... A, people a, are confused about a lot, of, a things lot of things in food. Okay, so if you look at a, a pack of meat from your regular grocery store that has, you know, came from buttfuck nowhere, whatever, you have no idea of where it came from. It's very red. It's like bright, bright, bright red. And if you look at meat that is more grass-fed, that is grass-finished, you're looking at meat that is like dark red, almost purple. Like you will see the difference in color. That to me, anytime we have meat that is like dark red, purplish, I'm like, ooh, it, like you can tell it looks yummy. And that is a really good um, indicator of the level of nutrients that is in that meat and the quality of the meat. So just look at it, just play with it. Next time you go to the grocery store and you look at organic meat versus non-organic. And even honestly, sometimes like, especially if in the US- honestly. Oh shit. Did I say honestly or to be honest? <laughs> honestly. Okay, whatever. <laughs> um thing. Yeah, let's try not to continue to do that because I'm just gonna lose my train <laughs> of thought and then we're just gonna go right back to being confused on like what I was talking about. Um the US. You have to make sure you can't just get organic organic meat because it does not mean they're not spraying it with anything. It doesn't mean that they're grass fed, it doesn't mean that they're grass finished. Canada's a little bit more lenient, but the US is bad. Like you have to make sure it's organic, grass-fed, grass-finished. Canada, organic, grass-fed is great. Grass-finished is not necessary. And if you're in Europe, uh, you I don't even think that you really have to look for that specifically. I don't think they, yeah, I think they might say like grass-fed, but it's not really a thing because just Europe in general, they care more about um, quality of food. But if you went to your local farmer, you would have no issue. Yeah, just build a relationship with the person who is providing you your meat. Yeah. Because then you can actually ask 
the person raising and harvesting the animals say, how, like, are your cows outside or are they inside? Yeah. Are they eating grass or are they eating feed? Yeah. Um, it's really that simple. It's like yeah. build a relationship. And once, and yeah, it does take a bit of energy to go out and do that. It's less mm-hmm. convenient than going to the grocery store. But what you get for doing that extra effort is a much higher level of quality. Mm-hmm. You also support the person producing the food instead of the comp- the business, the mega supermart that's yeah. charging that's throttling the farmers and giving lowballing them on prices and then charging a huge markup to pay for their square footage and their shelves and all that shit. Yeah. So build direct relationships to people who make your food and it's not all of a sudden all at once. Yeah. But it's, it's a really good investment from a health perspective. It took us some time to like figure out how we wanted to do our flow, you know, of like food, especially during the winter. Like we just stuck to like getting our vegetables and fruits from Lufa farms and then delivered. And then our meat we go and get once every two, three weeks. And we go to Ferme Terra Agri, which is in Hudson, if you're in Montreal. Um, and yeah, like that. I love the way that we've... Korean barbecue short ribs, if you do go. <laughs> oh, so, so good. So good. Um, but yeah, we've really committed to living our life like this. And there's huge benefits. I mean, the benefits are like exponential. Oh, boy. Oh, oh. Deuce has some oh. burrs in his tail. Oh, Get that later. Yeah. Um, so yeah, take a, an interest and put some effort into the type of foods that you eat. Yeah. And and Google it. Like Google around you where you are, different ways of, of getting um, your local food. Like do, do your research. Basically do your research. I always get messages on Instagram like, oh, where can I get this? It's like, I don't know what area you're in, but how about you just put it in Google? Like I am not the best Google. That is for sure. So definitely take your time to put it in Google, take your time to search it. Of course, they're going to, you know, be like, oh, your nearest big grocery store has it, et cetera. And that's fine. But I'm telling you, if you really do the research, you will find the best resources and the best food and even water for yourself as well. So another shitty topic, but required to talk about is your poop is your best feedback loop. Did you do that on purpose? Yeah, of course Another I did. Another shit. <laughs> I was planning that. Your poop. Another shitty topic. <laughs> <laughs> the shitty topic, but it's also incredibly important. And yep. that is, you know, the, the TLDR simplified version is the quality of your poops in, is an indicator of the quality oh, of your gut man. health and the yep. food you eat. Yep. And what is a good poop? It is mm-hmm. a poop that doesn't really smell that much, is whole, long, large pieces. It's supposed to be like... Remember when I was like, I, I was during pregnancy. We're just going to go all in here. Okay. We're going to get real vulnerable. Watch out with the wire, eh, babe? Yeah. Deuce, is, Deuce has burrs in his tail. He's kind of freaking out. And he's kind of freaking out right now. Okay, take care of it. I'll continue this. All right. So I remember during pregnancy, I was, my gut health was so on point and I was so proud. And I was literally having, <laughs> I was having shits. I was having poops that were my forearm length. Okay. You think I'm kidding, but that is supposed to be what your poop is supposed to be on a daily basis, which is absolutely insane. But that is the proof of healthy poop. And, you know, it doesn't mean that if you're not having, you know, your forearm poops every single day that you're unhealthy, it just means like, take note as to what you are eating, 
you know, what time of the day are you having equal amounts of fat, protein, and carbs that are digested properly, that your body is breaking down, that is using, you know, food is energy. So if you're not feeling energized after your food, something's off. Those are like really simple indicators that something is going on with your system and it's really easy to fix. Like, so I remember at, at, during my pregnancy, I was having really great poops and I was so happy. I remember even like, I was like, coming down after I went to go poop and I was like, babe, I had a forearm poop. And we're like, yeah. TMI. Yeah. No, it's not. <laughs> uh, hey, we're here for it. Like if people don't talk about poop, like I don't know what we're doing because it's actually so important. Agreed. Um, and like recently, you know, postpartum, my insides are kind of like trying to fix themselves and my things are, yeah, my system's trying to recalibrate basically. So I'm on the journey of supporting my gut, supporting my, my intestines to be back on track and going to acupuncture really helps. Um, and just noticing every single day, trying things a little bit differently, um, seeing how much fiber I'm getting in. Uh, am I reducing something? Am I adding something and just paying attention to how my bowels are and how bloated I am or not or whatever. And those are just like such simple indicators, like even bloating. I don't know about you, but in the, in my world of women, bloating is so normalized and it's not normal. Like you shouldn't be bloating every single day just because you're eating food. It's not, that is not normal. There is a bacteria, uh, you know, dysfunction happening and it is your sign that something is off. So yeah, not to perpetuate on poop, but Yep. Those are my insights. How on. you poop's a great indicator. If you want yeah. to be honest with yourself. Yeah, be honest. You know, you're not supposed to be having soft serve poops that smell horrendous every day. Yeah. That's no. uh it's a good indicator that you need to do something different. Yeah. And I think being mindful with what you eat requires you to, you know, open lines of communication with your body. How do you actually feel? How how are you pooping? What are your energy levels like? Yeah. Are you tired and fatigued after you eat? That probably means your body's sending a ton of energy to try mm -hmm. and clear whatever bad crap you just consumed. Yeah. So. One thing I really want to speak of is, especially for women, and I know I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole, but it's so important to eat. Your biggest meal should be breakfast for sure. Because if I know a lot of women that are like, oh, I feel so like, I don't feel bloated in the morning. Like I'll just eat a banana and like, that'll be fine. Cause I'm not really hungry. But what it ends up doing is like spiking your glucose super, super high first thing in the morning. And by like 3 PM, they have this massive crash and then they're eating more shit. And like, they're completely like, it's almost like they have blinders on and they don't even think about eating real food. They're just like, I just need calories. I just need food. I just need energy because your body is so depleted because of your breakfast. That was absolute garbage. Um, so yeah, we can talk about that another time, but balanced meals, very simple, good fats, good protein, good carbs. Just eat real food. <laughs> Are you not saying something? You're giving I just me a don't, look. I don't, I don't like the, like I, to me, fats, protein, carbs, it's still the nutrition mindset. Whereas I think just listening to how you feel throughout the day. Mm -hmm. But people are not that connected. I know, but I'm trying to simplify things. It's like right. eat real food, take note of how you feel. Right. If you don't feel great or if you're crashing or if you have low energy, eat something different or, you know, eat, yeah, start eating if, later in the day. Or what if they eat something different that ends up doing the same thing? Then try something else. Eventually you're going to find a certain food you eat or a certain way of eating. But are we here to give them the cheat code so that they don't spend so much time and energy trying all the things and then keep continuously crashing time and time again? The cheat code is just to eat real food. I think that's the master cheat code. 
I actually think there's incredible flexibility with individuals for how they eat for themselves to feel best. You don't agree? I mean, we don't have to agree on everything. I know. And I like to have these conversations and for people to witness them because I think it is important to have these conversations. And at the same time, like women's bodies need proper support in terms of hormonal health and gut health. Like this is, this is what I truly fucking believe it because I, I, I've experienced that for myself and how my energy is and how balanced my hormones are. Like if I don't eat a high protein breakfast, like I will have anxiety, I will crash and my, my, my gut will be completely off. That matters for sure. It matters. Um, I think it's very different for men. Like you guys can go fasting for a long time. You guys can eat, you know, pure sugar and carbs and fucking thrive. We cannot. Yeah. I don't know if we can eat pure sugar and carbs and thrive. I mean, it's extreme. It's a very strong extreme <laughs> point. But my point is, is that I think women's bodies are a lot more sensitive yeah. and it does matter. I I'm, agree with that. I, I wouldn't be meticulous in like a diet. I don't believe in diets. I don't believe in even nutrition. When you speak of that, I think I wonder what you mean by nutrition specifically, because is it like the macro micro Concepts that you are thinking about? Yeah, I mean, breaking food into subcomponents mm -hmm. to me takes away from the elegant simplicity that is if you eat real food and you experiment with different ways of eating, different times of eating, different amounts of eating at those times, and different things you actually eat, right? You're eventually going to find a groove where you feel real good, where your body is good at healing, it's good at recovering, yeah, and you have good energy, you have good stable energy levels throughout the day. That's true. And I think I would rather people feel empowered to experiment, like just focus real hard on eating good quality, real nutrient dense, local, be a qualitarian. <laughs> that's it. Because I, and I actually think that's pretty difficult for in a, in a weird alien world, unless you live off the land by yourself, yeah. um, where you can't have factory made food, it's actually requires effort and energy. Yeah. But what I will say is the energy required to look into the quality of your food and really get that on point is significantly less than the energy required to deal with all the pain and disease and dysfunction that comes from eating crap all day and having a body that just breaks down. And I think not enough people acknowledge that when our bodies aren't working well, it is not a biological fault. It's not a problem with our body. Our bodies aren't these flawed yeah. things. It's like we are not doing the right things for our bodies to be able to function optimally. And I think one of the biggest things people underestimate and just aren't clear on is food. And even just look at the amount of people who let an ideology guide what they eat, right? Veganism, uh, plant-based, you oh, know, no yeah. meat. It's like when you should probably eat foods guided by your biology, not by some ideological aspiration. Mm-hmm. Because there's consequences to that, right? Like I, I, I remember I'd lived in Ottawa and Hindenburg and they had a, a vegan market once a week at oh. this like area. What are they and, selling there? And I would literally go there and observe the type of people who are at this vegan market eating like vegan ice cream, vegan desserts, all just pure shit. Right. And they're all terribly unhealthy. You know, they all are, most of them were overweight. They did not look healthy. Their skin did not look healthy. Right. And yet they have this pride that they're vegans because they're saving the planet. It's, it's not only are you, an identity an identity piece. For not sure. only are you not saving the planet, you're actually harming yourself. And you're also, I would argue, harming the planet because 
to make all these factory weird alien foods, you have to do way more wonky shit than just a farmer growing vegetables and animals with good soil in a natural way. That is what's best for the environment. So I think there's just so much confusion. And the problem is there's a lot of financial money to be made by confusing people yep. and giving them these alien foods that are so addictive yeah, and so energy dense, but nutrient poor. Mm-hmm. And you see it in the way people look. Yeah. I think people are like, so, and from a place of understanding, because I was, bless you. I was also there, right? Like I was plant-based. I like to think that I was plant-based, not vegan. Cause I didn't eat tofu. I didn't eat like the fake vegan stuff that they're trying to sell. Why were you plant-based? Uh, because after my fitness journey where I ate a lot of meat, but it wasn't good meat. It was like, you know, the stuff at the grocery store. So I've been there, like I understand. Um, but I felt my body needed support detoxing. So a lot of people actually end up doing this, right? They go plant-based to help their bodies detox. The problem that I later on ended up finding out is that you can, I think detoxing is actually very important, but it's your time frame. So I started feeling so good after like, you know, being plant-based for like three months that I was like, I, this must be the way to live. So you get this high almost of, of, of energy of you literally feel like you are living on another fucking planet. Like you are, you feeling so good about yourself. Your body's detoxing. Your lymphatic is like pumping. Everything is flowing. You feel amazing. The problem is, is that it's not sustainable. It's not sustainable. So after a couple of years, my body literally started breaking down from the inside out. And I did not want to believe it because I was like, no, this has to be the way that you, that you live, right? Like this can't be it. Like I can't eat red meat every single day. Like I'm not that person. And then when I uh, um, told my friend Derek about it, he was like, yeah, Tash, like you can't, it's not sustainable. You can't keep doing this. Like, obviously, like I remember like my, my, my hands were having issues. I was having like massive psoriasis and lymphatic issues and my knee shot out out of nowhere. And if you're hearing weird noises, it's Willow chewing on her hand. Um, her little sauce is somewhere in there. And, um, yeah. And then I just, even like waking up in the morning, my, I remember seeing my tongue was green and I was like, Oh boy, like something is up for sure. My, my teeth were starting to decay. Like it was bad. It was really, really bad. And it, and I started doing more research and studied, you know, traditional Chinese medicine and gut health and all this stuff. And I was like, Oh, I've been fed this massive lie. And I can understand the identity piece because there was this sense of pride of belonging. Like I'm helping the world. I'm helping people. I'm helping animals. Like, and I feel amazing with it. And like, in the end, it was like this big fat lie that was not, yeah, it just wasn't true. Um, but I wanted to share this little piece that you reminded me of, um, uh, something in this book that I'm reading psycho cybernetics. Uh, where he explains how he says this one quote, do not downgrade the product merely because you haven't used it correctly. Talking about the body. And a lot of people do that, I think, where like they literally downgrade how their systems are functioning because they think that it's not working properly, but they're not supporting the function to work properly. So don't shit on yourself and your body if it's not working accordingly when you're feeding it crap. Yeah. Yeah, and I think two other things people underestimate and that I underestimated for a long period of time is the quality of the food you eat has a direct relationship with the uh, function of your immune system. Oh, yeah. So if you're always getting sick, I mean, clearly food is not the only variable, right? Like mental health, sleep is also a big one, movement, all the above. But I think people underestimate the fact that for our 
biological machinery, let's call it to be simplistic, to function properly, including our immune system, our defense systems, we have to be giving it the right nutrients so that it can actually function right. Mm -hmm. So food's impact on our immune system is huge. And then the other one, and this is one that probably only in the last two, three years really I honed in on is our dental health is directly, dental health is a direct derivative of the food we eat. Mm -hmm. Meaning that our teeth, in order to heal and regenerate, need a set of nutrients. If we're not getting those nutrients, our teeth will degrade. Yep. In order for our tooth alignment to be optimal, our bodies need mechanical forces pushing in on our teeth so that they can adapt and align and orient based on those forces. So if you're not eating things that you have to choose, that you have yeah. to chew, right? Like um, lesser cooked vegetables, like carrots, like things you really have to chew or jerky or meat that you really have to, you know, use your, that you have to masticate, that you have to use your jaw muscles to do, um, to process, you're not getting the right inputs in order for your teeth to be aligned. So I don't think it's surprising. Plus all these refined sugars that get into the cavities between our teeth yeah. creates tar or um, plaque. Yeah. I don't know why I said tar. <laughs> um, <laughs> Can you imagine? Creates <laughs> plaque and then that eats away at our teeth. So I think, you know, it, it really is just, I think, this cultural misperception where we're so focused on treating the diseases that we face that we actually lose sight of the fact that our bodies aren't designed to have these diseases and we're not even treating them correctly to avoid them. Right. So I just found out a very interesting fact about cavities, actually, um, where this holistic dentist do that I um, was following and he was sharing. It's, it's like his mission. I forget his name. Um, but he basically was explaining that our saliva has the enzymes and the proper bacteria to fight off the bacteria that creates cavities. And a lot of the reason why people end up not using those enzymes and bacteria that naturally creates, that is created through our saliva is because they're not really intentional with when they eat their food. So basically when you look at your food and you're like, take the time to just like understand you're about to eat you start create your mouth starts to create saliva, which is actually the first place your body breaks down the food and starts digesting it is through your mouth. So if you think about someone who's always on the go, who's always like, oh, let me just grab this and grab that and they eat, 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 and they don't produce the proper enzymes through the saliva to actually break down the food in their systems and support their their mouth uh, health to be proper and and clear of cavities. It's really mind-blowing. Like it's like is it's it's like again we're trying to we're just remind ourselves and everyone like let's slow down like slow down slow down look at your food you know get your body to understand like i'm i'm about to eat produce chew, chew more chew more take your time uh even mm -hmm. just like humming as you are creating your food and or about to eat your food it's like it brings you back into your body like your body understands like oh we're about to eat great so let me produce the right shit that i need in my mouth around my teeth in my saliva as i'm talking about this i'm like i'm like creating saliva um and in my gut to You're really drooling. i am drooling <laughs> um yeah to create the proper support to really break down absorb because that was the other thing too i remember when i was transitioning and really healing my relationship with food is that because I was eating so unintentionally and so fast, my body was literally not absorbing shit, not absorbing anything. And I really had to like slow down and take my time and, and really look at why was I eating so fast and so unintentionally. Um, and it really had, it had huge effects. Like my body, I was reading the right stuff, but I was not absorbing anything, which is weird. 
Yeah. And even, you know, on the topic of food, our bodies are designed to have periods of rest where we're not actually consuming food for periods of the day. And that's where our gut kind of gets to regenerate itself, where we can pull up all of these digestive enzymes in our stomachs, which then allows us to better process food when it comes in. And I think this uh, trend of snacking where like literally we're eating all day and I find myself fall into this sometimes where like the body needs periods of rest, not just when we sleep, but like also during the day. Yep. And I think bringing a, a different sense of intentionality to meals where like we sit down, we say a little prayer, we eat in an unrushed way. We leave a mm-hmm. big eating window. We find joy in the process of preparing the meal. Yeah. Where it's not huge. like, Oh, let's try and do this as quick as possible so we can eat this food yeah, and be no. done with it. It's like, let's just set aside two hours for the cooking and eating and, and cleaning and set aside that that is time blocked off and we don't have to rush. We're not, we're not just eating to eat and then move on. So I think it's, yeah, it's it really requires a revision of how we live our lives. Right. I think the mm-hmm. whole continuum is us trying to take more responsibility for the food we eat, whether that yeah. means building relationships with the farmer who we get our meat from again, anyone that tells you meat is bad for you, Oh boy. Doesn't understand biology. They might be nice people. Yeah. They're probably well-intentioned, but I bet you they're confused and they misunderstand food because food is high quality, nutrient dense, locally grown and harvested meat is the apex food for human is the most complete nutritionally dense thing you can eat. I literally look at it as like my full on multivitamin. Like it is my... Yeah. It's my medicine. It's like, I don't see another way of doing it, to be honest. Oh, to be honest. <laughs> you caught it that I time. I caught it. I caught it. I heard it. It's almost like I heard it before it came out and it, it, and it came out. And the last little thing that I want to mention is because I even remember like my sister being like, oh, did you watch that uh, documentary with like the twins and they had like a plant-based diet and then the other one ate whatever. I don't fucking know what. She's like, yeah, plant-based is better. Like whatever, this whole fucking thing. And that I follow, you know, Paul Saladino who spoke about it. And he was like, okay, I can understand. He's very like, he, he seems to be anyways, very understanding of like, I understand why you would think this, but let's look at the facts here. Who created the movie and yeah. what do they own? And there's always an agenda. And there is always an agenda. So this guy, I don't know the details, but it was something along the lines of like the guy who created the movie, who funded the movie also ends up owning um, Beyond Meat. Oh. Yeah. And I was like, that is fucking crazy. Like, and I sent that thing to my sister and she's like, no, like that's so nuts. And I'm like, yes, we have to, these, these things that are said out loud that are so loud in the media, we have to pay attention as to why is that happening? Right? Like, why is there so much talk around these things of like plant-based and vegan and do this and do that, even with like makeup and supplements and all these things, it's like this continuous, um, cycle of more, more, do it better, do it right, be a good person. Like, and it's always this, this continuous narrative of like, we're not enough, we're not doing enough, we're bad people, so you better fucking show up better and do this differently. And and this is the only way. Those are all very, very dangerous. Um, and I think that when we start understanding that like, yeah, we can trust ourselves, our bodies know, and we can do things simply not only does that feel even just hearing that hearing myself say that I'm like, Oh, that feels better. Like I'm not confused. You know, I'm not, I'm not, yeah. Getting caught up in the whole narrative that is online all the time. Yeah. Clarity brings ease. 
Yeah. And it's simple. It really is simple. It really, really, really is simple, but it does take more responsibility and slower time and more presence. Like, and those are things realistically, I know a lot of people want, I think they're just kind of caught up in the loop and it does take courage to go, I'm going to choose differently this time. And I'm going to choose to make the changes required in my life to live in a different way that is more intentional. That does require courage in this wacky world. 100%. Yep. To live like a human makes you an outlier when we live in this alien world where like media determines what we do, what we eat, how we act. And it's really quite strange. So being a Jedi means just reconnecting with your biology and, you know, going back to first principles. It's, it's incredibly simple. The body does not make mistakes. If something isn't working, it's because we're not treating it in the right way. And it's a journey to figure out the right way to treat our bodies. Yeah. And I don't discount the fact that, you know, someone comes up to me and says, Hey, I became plant-based and I feel way better. And it's like, cool. I'm glad you feel better. You probably didn't need that. (laughs) What were you eating before? Like if you go from eating toxic sludge to eating just plants, you're probably going to feel better. It doesn't mean the plants made you feel better. It probably means stopping eating the toxic sludge was a big improvement. And I think people just have to be curious and open-minded. And I think what I witness sometimes people get stuck in an ideology and I also get the social element of it, right? Like, mm-hmm. like you said, if, if being a vegan is deeply part of your identity and it makes, and you have this notion that I'm a good, I'm a better person yeah. because I care more about the environment. It doesn't mean that's a stop on your journey, but don't stop being curious and seeking to better yes. understand because yes. certainly most, I would argue that most meat people buy in the supermarket is garbage. It's mm-hmm. not good for the world. It's not good for you. Yeah. Um, and there is a, a, a form of meat that is good for you, that is good for the world. Arguably, livestock on land is actually essential for soil health. And this is really all of food, if you really dig down into all the layers, comes down to this concept of soil health, which we won't get too deep into because it's a little bit abstract. But that's kind of what it all boils down to. Yep. Soil that is nutrient deplete that doesn't have any nutrients is not going to create food, whether that's vegetables or fruits, um, that is nutrient dense. Mm -hmm. So it really all boils down to soil health and finding a farmer that doesn't use a bunch of chemicals on their soil Mm -hmm. that rotates crops that, that practices regenerative agriculture, where it's about regenerating soil quality and using livestock and different planting techniques that respects the soil. Mm -hmm also makes it more difficult for the farmer to exist in this weird fiat world. But they exist and you might have to have a bit more effort to find that. But I think there's going to be this resurgence of farmers who realize like, hey, if I don't do this, I might have it easier for the next decade, but I won't have a farm in a decade if I actually don't start taking care of my soil. And it's like it's a giant movement. And there's something called the Beef Initiative in the States, which is marrying Bitcoiners and ranchers where you can go to your rancher buy beef with real sound money um, that people can't manipulate and just build a web of relationships with your food chain that is deeper than buying food in the supermarket. And, and that's the real connection and belonging and, and, and presence we actually want at the core of it all. Yeah. And that's what we need. That's what we need. Like if you, I, I think if, you know, all these well-intentioned people that are stuck in an ideology, if you actually built a deeper relationship with your food and the people growing it, it would be a lot more satisfying than this uh, honestly 
I'm going to use the word honestly there, lazy aspiration that you're doing the right thing by not eating real food because you're saving the animals. It's just, I get it. I understand the aspiration. I was there. My but it too. has biological consequences that you can, you cannot escape those. Mm-hmm. And I think healthy humans create a healthy planet. And if we yeah. reconnect with our food and understand that food has, number one, why is it worth spending energy understanding food? Well, your dental health depends on it. Your immune function depends on it. Your quality of life depends on it. Mm-hmm. Your skin depends on it. Yeah. Your mind state depends on it. Like there's a lot riding on the food that you eat. And so it yeah. is worth leaning into spending a little bit more time, putting a bit more energy into understanding food. And the beauty is, you put in the energy to understand it and you leave with this incredible clarity of, wow, food is incredibly simple. I find a couple good sources. I build relationships with the people who are creating that food. Mm-hmm. And then it, I don't really have to worry about it. And I think what I've noticed is we eat pretty simple meals. Yeah, we do. But they are delicious. It's so good. And we I never th- get tired of them. And I think what happens when you get away from the factory made um, products is you actually recalibrate your taste buds to find a deep sense of joy in eating simple nutrient nutrients start to taste good instead of yeah. like drugs that are yeah. baked into these weird fake food products 100 percent. cool i think that was it we're at 52 minutes so we did pretty good Feels pretty complete and you know the hope is that think with principles and if you if you have these basic principles like eat real food that is nutrient dense local and seasonal. seasonal yeah that is the like the master principle that you can build off of and, and it, it's a yeah. process it also goes back to the understanding and idea that our bodies are they have their own cyclical seasons so like there's a reason why we're not supposed to eat cold or raw or a ton of raw vegetables all the time or like these tropical fruits in the middle of winter right like you need warmth you need good solid fats, you need good carbs, you need good protein so that you can be warmer and have better energy uh, during the winter period. And then during the summer, you're more hot. It's, it's, you know, you're moving more, you're outside more. Yeah. More fruits. Cool. Like there is a reason why we live cyclically in that space. And it actually, when, when you really look into it, it actually feels better. Like you, you do feel better when you start living that way. We feel better when we live that way. What did I say? Said you feel better when you live oh, that way. Yes, we. That's what I meant. But you probably will too. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Don't fight nature. No. Nope. Yep. So thanks for listening. Uh, buy some Bitcoin. Save in Bitcoin. If you want to learn more Eat about this and just like get really in touch with the woman's body and like hormones and food and even recipes or all the things, I'm going to mention it, the Thriving Woman course has all of that that I created. So the link will be in the show notes, but I really go into the details that I did not get a chance to go into in here um, to really start honing down on your health from the inside out. So that's available to you if you want it. Health is simple. You just have to trim away the inessential. And when you get it from from first principles, it's a lot easier to trim the fat and to distinguish fact from fantasy. Willow, do you have anything to say? She's like, no, no, I just want to move. (laughs) You guys are done. All right. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. Ciao. Ciao.